This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories from people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. there. So before I get into the episode, I wanted to say if you've been following episode by episode, there's been a little bit of gap the last couple of months, you know, rather than two a week, it's been maybe one every two weeks. And even that's a stretch of reality at the moment. But everything is fine. Everything is great. There are so many stories recorded and ready to post up. Life just got a little crazy busy. So what you can expect is that I will be picking up the pace again because the reality is doing this work is what I love and it's gonna make a lot more sense after this story. So keep listening for a lot of new episodes coming up from um, people, let's see here, we have some rap singers from the UK, I have a filmmaker and actor who's 18 from Texas, uh, a philosopher who lives in Vienna who was 18 as well, so people all over the place, and okay, now on to today's episode. Today, in this particular episode, I'm speaking with John Storm. He's an author or a wordsmith or a poet, however you'd like to phrase it. I found him um, on Instagram, which we'll talk about, but before we start, I thought I would read you one of my favorite pieces of words that he has strung together. She was the type of woman who would make you rethink everything you knew about how to build a fire. John Storm. Let's get started. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me. Well, um, this is kind of a fun day. So we're recording this. There was just a big football game. If you are a Green Bay Packer fan or an Atlanta Falcon fan, you are in one of two moods at this point. <laughs> and we <laughs> happen to be both of those. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. And I'm in a good mood. So. Uh, and I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a super huge uh football follower, but I know what that's doing to my all my people right now. <laughs> Everybody's not happy. So I'm trying to stay away from it all, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's yeah. a big day. Um, so first of all, let's tell people kind of how we connected. And um, it's because you write some really beautiful collections of words. You put them together in a way that really caught my attention. And I found you actually on Instagram of all places. And um, I would read some of your, I don't know what, they're not really called poems and they're not really called novels because they're very short, but they're collections of words. Do you have a, do you have a certain way that you phrase what that is? Mm, no, not really. I mean, okay. um, some of it uh, fits into micro poetry. Some of it um, is just pure thought, you mm -hmm. know, um, yeah, just, um you know, captured thoughts and, or what I tend to think of some of them as it's just a, a captured feeling and it's a way of, um, you know, transferring that from, 
you know, one person, the writer to the reader. Um, yeah. Mm, I like that description a lot. We need to come up with some sort of a, someone needs to come up with a word that captures that exact thing, because that is exactly what happened. I would read them and I would feel them. And there was a point where I started commenting on some of them because I, I started thinking that maybe you were you had taken space in my brain and you were <laughs> <laughs> hijacking stuff out of me and I didn't like it so much. <laughs> like, how are you doing this? But it was exactly that. It was it was the words themselves that I could feel that coming through and they're just so beautiful. Oh. So um how long have you been doing this thing, this writing thing? Well, um, I started writing, um, writing never really was something that I did. It wasn't like, uh, typically, you know, what you, you hear of someone that started writing when they were in fifth grade and, and that, um, it was something that came much later, uh, in life. It wasn't something that really interested me or, um, something, um, were you like an the, avid reader? Were you, did you read a lot? Um, no, I would go through spells where, you know, I might get a book and, you know, if it really captured me, then I would read it, you know, in just a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, if I got a book and it didn't catch me pretty quickly, then I'd put it down and pick it up a few weeks later. And, and then I'd have to go back and reread because I'd forgotten <laughs> where I was at or, you know, or what the, what was going on. Um, but you know, I, I guess it was probably about five or six years ago that um, I just started writing out different things, personal things of how I felt or how I saw them or how they made me feel. And it wasn't, um, you know, a lot of it was things that I would just, um, you know, go either write down on a piece of paper or I might go into my phone um, and under an email draft, just write it. And then, you know, after I was done, I'd delete it. And, um, but there was something about that, that I realized that, uh, for one thing, writing tends to force the truth on you. Mm. And, um, because what's the point of sitting down and writing if you're just going to write a lie, you know? Right. And there's something almost kind of magical about that in that when you sit down and and think about how you're feeling and you try to put that into words, it does kind of lead you to sometimes a truth that you didn't even know mm-hmm. until you found the words for it. And, and I think that's, you know... Um, and that's what happens in writing today is when people read something and it may not be something that they're even aware of, but when you read something that I think a lot of times that resonates, it's because it's, you know, somewhere inside of you, you know, it's true. And, mm-hmm. um, whether it's people painful or, re- or joyful, exactly. Or what? Yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And people respond to the, uh, to the truth, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they feel it. Um, it's validating. Then, it's validating. Like, yeah, like when yeah. I would read and, some of your things, I'm like, somebody else had that thought that is just sitting in my head or that feeling that's sitting yeah. in my being, you know what I mean? And put it to words. And that's why I kept thinking you were hanging out in my brain because, 
Um, it, I think some, I, I often wonder if some of the feelings I have or things that I think are just so crazy, weird, just mine. And there's something so validating about hearing someone else and then seeing 5,000 people like it on your Instagram page and thinking, wow, that's a lot of people that have that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that goes both ways too, because, um, you know, as a writer, um, you write something and, um, you know, you, you're not sure exactly how it's going to be, um, you know, taken or accepted or what have you. Um, but when you, when you do see people, um, that it, you know, it does move them or it does resonate with them. And it, it, it's almost like a give and take between the reader and the writer. Um, mm -hmm. And I think ultimately it's it's both um, not feeling so alone in those thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. um, to realize that it's OK. You know, someone else has felt that, too. Someone else has been there before. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, even, you know, some of the um, more darker pieces or somber pieces um I think there's a certain comfort in that, knowing that, you know, someone else has been there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, I think about this style of writing. I think it's more prevalent today. And maybe it always existed, but we just didn't have the access to it, like through um, the Internet and social media and things like that. Um, it's actually, I find it so valuable because... Some sometimes, you know, I think of a novel that I've re read that really resonated with me, like Eat, Pray, Love or something like that, that really resonated with me at a certain stage in my life. And I read it and it lit me up and I, I refer back to it in my mind a lot. But it's, you know, it's years and years ago when I read it. So it's not in my the forefront of my mind. But I can read one of your pieces on, you know, you post a few, one or two or three a day, you know, there's enough. I can read one and it can be exactly the thing that I needed right then. And it just, it's like a day changer, you know? Yeah. The yeah. way that you connect with people, it's really valuable. It's, I guess well, that's I what think, I'm trying to say. It's valuable. Yeah, I think too, you know, things have changed with, you know, with, you know, different outlets like Instagram and mm -hmm. uh, Facebook and, and that. And I think it it is a good thing because, you know, if you if you go back – you know, say 20 years ago, pretty much you had to be published, you know, right. to, to get your words out there. And there was a certain amount that, I don't know, whitewashing that, that I think takes place in that. Um, whereas now you're, you're getting not just with me, but you know, there's thousands of writers out there, but you're getting this unfiltered raw voice mm -hmm. the and grit. you get the grit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got, you know, quite a few um, writer friends and uh, one in particular, she she wrote, you know, uh, some really good pieces and that. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of good pieces out there. And every now and then you'll get something that you'll you'll stumble across something that is just it just blows you away when you read it. Mm -hmm. And I remember you know, she came up with one of those pieces and yeah. And I, it, it moved me so much that I shared it to my page. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think oftentimes there is that brilliance that comes with, you know, 
brilliance is kind of hidden in the average or, you know, the, uh, the normal, uh, but every now and then, you know, people, they keep going after it and they can't, they, you know, just come up with something absolutely brilliant. And I think that's the difference now versus say 20 years ago when, yeah, you basically had to be with a publisher to get, mm-hmm. um, your words out where now it, it is basically just raw. Right. I think, well, also you are able to like how to make this your passion and follow it and, and experience it at a, you know, a, a starter pace while still doing other things, you know, whereas before to really get published, if you wanted to get published 20 plus years ago, you had to make that your thing all the time until you got published, you know, like everything yeah. revolved around it. Now you can go, I love doing this two hours a day and I'm going to do that and I can still share it. You know, it's a whole different world. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no, I was just going to say, and I think, too, you can follow your own voice. You Mm -hmm. know, 20, 30 years ago, you wanted to write. You you had to, you could write whatever you wanted to, but to, you know, get accepted and, and published, you had to write to the liking of what someone else wants, you mm-hmm. know, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, in this type of venue where you're not doing it for money, you're not doing it for anything other than you want to write what you want to write. And I, I think there's something very special about that too, about finding your own voice and yes. your own style and, you know, experimenting and finding out, um, what feels right to you. And, and you see it, you know, you see it happen every day. And I think that's something that just wasn't there, you know, before. Well, it's become it's become acceptable to be authentic. There yeah. was a time when it that, that to be accepted, you had to blend. And now, I mean, you, you could, well, you, not everybody had to blend, but most people did to be accepted. And now it's acceptable to be completely authentic and be so true to your voice that people notice it simply for that. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's so beautiful. You know, okay, let's I have to take people back a little bit. You have to I want I want you to share how you well, that you weren't a writer to start with. <laughs> how you kind of got here because it's it's so it's actually quite beautiful, I think. Okay. Um yeah, so going back, you know, about 5 or 6 years ago, I I started writing out just my thoughts or something that was bothering me or, or what have you. And it was, it was not for anyone else to read. It was just for me. And it seemed like whenever I did that, I, uh, I understood it a little bit more, um, after I wrote it out. And so I, I did that for a while and, and then I, I don't know, I just kind of quit writing altogether. And then it was like, I don't know, a year, two years later, I noticed a couple pieces uh, here and there um, by Tyler Knott Gregson. I really never had any interest in poetry or anything like that. But I remember reading it, and I didn't even know who he was, mm-hmm. but I remember reading it either on someone had shared it on Facebook or Instagram somewhere. And it was only, you know, I don't know, maybe five, six lines long. But I remember when I got done reading it, I sat there for a minute and I thought, what did I just read? It was like it just really pulled at me and it was so short. And how how did that happen? And Mm -hmm. um, 
Like, did he get all your scrap notes? Did he get all your scrap notes out there that you would? Yeah. And so. <laughs> and actually, he used to live in my head. Let's just be honest here. So now that you've taken Yeah. Away. And so, you know, that happened a couple times. Well, I started, um, you know, looking up his stuff and mm-hmm. I became a fan. And and that kind of pulled me back into writing in that, um, you know, whenever I had spare time or, or whatever or a thought would just pop into my head. I would write it down. And this time it was more from a creative side Mm -hmm. of more, not just a thought, but a a thought that reads well. Whereas before I didn't care how it read. It wasn't meant to be read. Mm -hmm. I started doing that. And every now and then I would share it with a couple close friends of mine. And they said, uh, you know, you're, you're pretty good at that. You, you ought to, you know, get your work out there. Um, you, you need to share that with people. And I thought, you know, two things is a, they don't know what they're reading. They don't know what poetry <laughs> is or B they're just, you know, they're friends. They want to make right, you feel good. Right. I know. And so I put it off, put it off, never did, never did. And finally, um, someone did convince me to start a page and I didn't really know where I was going with it. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, you're starting a page and what happens after that? But I, did, I didn't really think about it. I just did it. And um, it grew slowly at first. I mean, I think I started with like five people on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, about a month or two after that, I started an Instagram page and just, you know, shared it to both of them. The Facebook page, after a couple months, Facebook was at like, I don't know, two or 300 people and one or two big poetry um pages shared some of my work and and it was like in one week it grew by a thousand Mm. and suddenly that brought on a lot of anxiety because uh, (laughs) looking back (laughs) it's funny because to to write things and show them to two or three hundred people that's okay but when it was suddenly twelve hundred people then I thought well what am I going to say to these people oh my gosh Um, and there there was a lot of things that I had to, I think, experience and feel and kind of work my way through in this whole ride. And, and that was one of them is mm. um, you just yeah, you just think about the, you know, 10, 15 people that's always been there and you're writing for them and and just keep doing it that way. Yeah. And then the uh, the Instagram page, it, it grew a lot slower. But once took, uh, I think like 10 months, 12 months to reach like 7,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to go from 7,000 to over 200,000 has taken less than 10 months. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's, you know, that's incredible. I mean, I, I love that you've included the part though, about the anxiety of going from, you know, Two to a hundred to a thousand to now two hundred thousand people are following. Well, yeah, and you wow. know it's like the 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 negative comments. I remember the first time I got one, uh, and it was a long time before I got one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about disagreement or or this or that, but you know I, I've always been the type that if I don't like something or just you know I don't care for it or whatever I just move on well some people they're they're gonna say what they're gonna say mm-hmm. 
And the first time that happened, I that was kind of hard to swallow too, you mm-hmm. know, because and you you learn to get a some thick skin because mm-hmm. of that, um, because there's all types out there, and I I think ultimately you have to realize it's not so much speaking to you as much as it speaks to um, whoever um, feels the need to do that. But anyway, there was just a lot of different things along the way that um, that. I had to experience and like I say, kind of feel my way through and and make sense of them. And this has been Um, over two years, correct? Like that's the window of time we're talking. Can we just tell people what you do, what your day job is? Um, Yeah, I'm a mechanic. I've been a mechanic for a little over 20 years, 24 years, I guess. That's sort of my favorite part of the story, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of people are surprised on both sides, people that, that know me in everyday life mm-hmm. and to realize, you know, to find out that I, I do write this stuff. They, they think, wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, which is why, and then you're, the people glist- that, that's why you're glistening particle. See, you're just like, right and the there. people that, um, read my stuff and, and, you know, they kind of find out more about me that, um, I mean, I'm really a guy's guy. And then that kind of surprises them. You know, I don't know. I think for me, it's, more about what writing has has shown me is really about following myself and not worrying about this stereotype or fitting into this you know category or whatever. Um, you can be a lot of things. You can be a mixture of things. Yeah, writing definitely definitely kind of drives that home. I know one of the first things I I uh, did that really freaked me out is I had my Facebook page, but I didn't share it on my regular, um, my personal page. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was still self-conscious about my work and, um, I thought, what if I'm really terrible (laughs) and no one wants to say it. And so it was kind of a big secret, um, for a long time. I didn't share it to my page. I didn't acknowledge it or, or what have you. And, Finally, one day I realized that fear holds you back. Hmm. Um, it does hold you back in writing. And the thing that that you're afraid of, that kind of stifles your voice. And once you finally do, you know, good, bad or otherwise, you know, confront it, um, your voice seems to come through a little bit stronger. And I, I, I'll never forget it. I finally, after about three months, I shared a piece of one of the pieces from my page to my personal page Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) felt like I was going to hyperventilate. But, um, but that was a growing, uh, stage for me because it was owning it. You know, Mm -hmm. it was, this is my voice and you don't have to like it. You can hate it, but it's mine. Hmm. And yeah, I think, um, yeah, that helped me yeah. grow a lot as a, as a writer. I think you're just giving me a little bit of a lesson because I might be in that stage in a few places right now myself where I'm still sort of keeping my show in some ways in a little bit of a bubble. And um, it's out there for the public, right? Like your page was and all of that. But in my, my own world, I'm always a little funky about sharing it because I think people will wonder, like, what is she doing? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll have to do more of that. Especially if yeah. it will make my voice more authentic. That's the most important thing, really. And then, well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think for, for more than anything, I think that's making that decision that mm-hmm. 
you're going to follow your path. And it's not about, um, you know, your path isn't something, you know, if, it, if that's what you want and what you believe in, then it's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, yeah, it, it definitely, there, there's, there's growth in that, uh, confronting that. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you describe how you're a man's man, and I know a few of the things you were doing today, like football and things like that, and um, you're a mountain biker and um, and a mechanic, and that you write these... I like guns. And you like guns. <laughs> you're at the shooting range today. So um, that definitely qualifies as the stereotype of a man's man dude. This is the modern world, right? People have a spectrum of who they are, and, and you're demonstrating that in a really powerful way. You know, because you're saying words that are so gentle and genuine and beautiful and sometimes painful, but they're so real. I mean, you're doing a service, I think, to all men who have those thoughts but don't feel that they can share them. Yeah, you know, for me, and I grew up, um, you know, a really rough and tumble kid and that, um, you know, I was – we were just the type that we would do things that we shouldn't and somewhat ended up, you know, end up getting hurt. And, um, that so was you, just the you were, world. You were a boy. We, you were a boy. From yeah. Then, that was yeah. the world that we lived in. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, the, the thing is, and I don't, I don't know, I can only speak for me, but I always felt like that I felt things a lot deeper than everyone else. It just seemed like that to me. Um, and when I say things, I mean everything, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be, a song to, um, you know, just seeing the leaves change. It was like everything hmm. had some sort of impact on me or it, it, everything. I, what I used to say is it seems like I feel everything and everything has a feeling. And, and it was like for the longest time, I, it wasn't something that I talked about, but I definitely felt weird about that because I thought, no one else is like this, surely. And um, doesn't it make you wonder? I mean, it really does because I would say I'm I'm pretty similar to that. When we talked before the call, I'm I've always been, but but I was more maybe I was more open about it, and I was always referred to as the sensitive one, and everyone had to be really cautious around me for that. And um, but it was just how I was built, and I wonder if really everyone's built that way, or many people are, but they just aren't talking about it. It, that's possible. I mean, and maybe there is to, um, I want to a survey. certain degree because <laughs> I think that's one reason why, you know, writing does speak to people. And, you know, they think, you know, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, you're in my head. I think we share as human beings a lot of the same. I mean, there's seven billion people on the planet. I think experiences, although the details are different, but there's so many experiences that are repeated again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet when we hold that in, we feel like we're the only one that's ever felt that, you know, that was the thing is with my writing, um, you know, I, I never was, like I say, wanting to pursue a writing career or, you know, I, didn't have thoughts of writing something down and sending it to someone. Um, it honestly didn't interest me, but it was like one day mm-hmm. I made that connection of being able to put how something feels and put it down on paper. And it actually being able, and I want to say read good, but it's not that, but I think it's more of a pure 
transfer of that feeling to someone else Mm -hmm. to where they can read it and they can take it in and they feel that same thing. And it was like, yeah, that just happened one day. And so I don't even really think of myself necessarily as a great writer. I think more so it's more I learn, you know, I've always felt things. And one day I learned how to communicate that. Hmm. So as a child with those feelings, you didn't see at that time any urge to put them into words and be a writer. It was more that just like one day it happened. Yeah. I mean, well, when I was younger, like I, like I say, um, I kind of felt weird about it. Mm. And I, I guess I kind of dismissed a lot of it um, as much as I could. Yeah, dismissed it to myself. Yeah. And after I, you know, wrote briefly about just the things that I was going through and, mm-hmm. yeah, had healed from a, was healing from a divorce. And then it became more of a, uh, a creative thing and more of a, yeah, being truer to um, how something feels and, and wanting to connect that with someone else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it was just like it, it clicked. And, you know, the thing is, is I, uh, I learned a lot as I wrote in that, you know, I paid attention what, you know, to what moved people and what got responses and that. And it's not so much the topic, but it's the, the method and the way you say it. And so, so you're like a formula, so to speak. Kind of. I think for me personally, what I've come to learn is there's, there's several things that makes a good piece to read. Mm-hmm. Um, one, like we said before, um, it almost always needs to be needs to have some sort of truth in it. Mm-hmm. People connect with the truth, and mm-hmm. um, you know, even if it's truth they don't want to face, but when they read it, um, they can't really deny it either. You mm-hmm. know, um, even in their silence, you know, mm-hmm. there's something inside them that just says yes, and you know it. Right. Um, Sometimes it's like, ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's like that. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. And it was all, sometimes it's something that they've been, you know, denying for months, but right. it's like they're in black and white and they can't really deny it anymore. Um, the other thing is, is um, to me, um, it's kind of like a movie, mm-hmm. you know, in that it doesn't need to be predictable. Um, you know, no one wants to go to a movie and in the first five minutes, they know how the other hour and a half is going to go. They've already got it all figured out in their head. And as it's playing out, yep, I saw that coming, saw that coming too. And he's going to die in the end. And you know exactly how the movie ends before you ever get there. No one really enjoys that. Mm -hmm. And I think writing is that has the same thing. Um, you know, I think what moves people is, something that is revealed that you didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you, your mind, whether you mean to or not, a lot of times it it tries to figure out the ending of something as you're reading. Um, but if you can, um, kind of lead them in one direction and then snap them back over in another (laughs) direction that, uh, that resonates with people. And, um, yeah. And that's, that's, just a few, you know, a couple of the things that I've learned that, uh, there's, you know, you can have a thought and there's a thousand ways to say that Mm -hmm. thought. Um, and it's just really, um, 
thinking about someone else reading it mm-hmm. um, from their perspective, um, because it does get, you know, when you've got a thought in your head and you're trying to get it out there, you know exactly where this is going, and you know, right. but you have to bear in mind that um, someone else doesn't, you know, and, um, and that's a good thing to use sometimes is um, the mystery of it. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a big part of it. When I read your pieces, there's oftentimes where at first I don't know where you're going. And then it it's like this sweet revolution, revelation of where it goes. So when you, when you write, do you write every day? Yeah, I try to. Um, there's a few days where um, here and there where I just, you know, I just don't feel it. I'm mm-hmm. kind of overwhelmed by it. Um and I need a break, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll just take a day or two days off <laughs> right. where I won't, you know, write anything. Um, it seems to come kind of like the tides, you know, mm-hmm. in that um, in cycles where mm-hmm. there'll be days where I'll write five or six pieces in one day. Um, and then there'll be a day to where, you know, I'll set out to write something in the morning and I'll spend an hour and started five different things mm-hmm. and. I'm not happy with any of them. And, and, you know, as I leave for work, I haven't wrote anything. And uh, that used to frustrate me uh, Uh early on because there was that fear of like, it was something, you know, like, um, they could run out of it. Yeah. 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 Like the well is run dry. It's all over now. That's a scary feeling. I totally know Um, that. I totally know that feeling. Well, you know, one thing I've, and I've, like I say, I've learned so much. Um, at one time, um, like the first year, I was writing four to five pieces a day and posting them. That's all I, I worked. I got up in the morning and I'd write one or two pieces. I would work and I would post during the day. I'd come home. I would write more. Um, you know, and that was basically my life for, you know, um, almost two years. Wow. And... I guess it was right at about a year or the first uh, one year that, um, I don't know. It just writing just didn't seem to be fun anymore because it just, it felt like a job. Mm -hmm. I I woke up one morning and I thought I've got to go in there and write. And I, and I didn't have anything in my head and I don't know. The whole thing just felt like a huge thing I didn't want to deal with. Mm And so I decided, well, I'm going to take a day. I'm going to take a few days off. And up until this point, I hadn't. I think what it was for me was without realizing, I'd kind of imposed like a deadline on myself. You've got to do this. Mm -hmm. You've got to write this amount. And, you know, you've been keeping up this kind of pace. You've got to keep that up or, you know, um, people aren't going to follow you anymore. Right. And there was, you know, when I just said, you know, I'm not. I'm not doing that today. I'm going to take a few days off. Um, I didn't even last a day because Mm -hmm. it was like that mental release of that, of saying, no, you don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like just letting that go without even trying, you know, different ideals started coming in my head, you know. And I think there's a certain amount of that, that that stress does seem to – um, interfere with it. And I've learned that when it, it just isn't coming to you, then just 
let it go, walk away and get your mind doing something else. And inevitably it always creeps back in. Oh, that's, that's a good lesson. You know, when you're, when it's getting to that point to take a break and, you know, one of the things I don't think everybody knows is that you actually hand type all of your collections of words on a typewriter. Yeah. On an actual typewriter. Yeah. There's this, there's a story Mm -hmm. behind that. When I first started my page, I didn't have it. Um, I wanted one. I didn't know where to get one, but um, so I started shopping around at different antique stores and um, not, sh- you know, exactly sure what I would find. And um, I guess it was about a month after I started my page, I was in one and there was this, it's, I believe it's a 1948 um, model, uh, Royal KMM. And um it was broken. The queue was stuck up against the roller <laughs> and they had it for 70 bucks. And I don't know any, I'm a mechanic, but I don't know anything about typewriters <laughs> and I don't know what it's going to take to fix. Mm-hmm. So I just told them that I was like, you know, I'll give you, you know, 30 bucks the way it sits, but I don't know if I can even fix it to be honest with you. And are they, went back, talked to the owner and come back and they said, yeah, we'll take 30 bucks. Well, I got home and as it turns out, it wasn't that complicated. And <laughs> I, I got the key, the queue unstuck in about 10 minutes. And, um, yeah. And so there's something about sitting in front of that typewriter too, that, um, up until that point, I would do it with an app or something like mm-hmm. that. And, but there's something about sitting in front of that typewriter. You know, a lot of times I'll have an ideal or a thought that'll come to me and I'll need to get it down. But occasionally I won't have anything and I'll just sit down in front of the typewriter and I'll load it with paper and I'll sit there for a minute and two or three words come to me, you know, about whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll type those two or three words and I'll sit there and think about that for a few minutes more and two or three more words come to me. Um, yeah. And, you know, and it's like writing something out of thin air. You know, it wasn't something that you that had come to you and you you wrote it down and you whittled it. It was like um, almost like a streaming consciousness mm. to the paper. And. The ones that I've done that with, those are some of my my uh, favorite pieces because um, for me personally, it was just pure creativity. You know, it wasn't drawing on like a past experience or anything like that. It was just words that just came to me. Um, well, you get to be surprised. That's why. That's why you like those because yeah, you get yeah. to be like I don't the reader. Know how it's gonna end right, either. right. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. That's the yep. fun stuff, yep. right? Did it take yeah. you a while to get to that point where you could do that, where you could trust the silence and wait for the words? Um, it didn't take long after I got the typewriter. Before I'd gotten the typewriter, I didn't even know that I could do that mm-hmm. or you know that was a way of doing it. Um, there was a piece that I had wrote, um, and I believe it was the very first time that it happened, Um I set out that I was going to, I was, you know, going to leave for work and I had about 10 minutes and I said, 
I need to write something. I want to write something before I go. And it was October of 2015. And, uh, you know, and I just thought about what month it is. It was, uh, you know, fall day and, um, kind of rainy and, uh, and, you know, I just started typing about that, about, about how October is about, you know, and I thought about it and what is October about? Well, that's when the leaves change. That's for one thing, or at least here. Mm-hmm. Um, when they change though, what are, what are they really doing? I mean, um, you know, they, they start out green and that, but the, it's like there's this hidden red and orange and yellow that's been kind of locked away all year and hidden. And, and so I went down that road and I, you know, said October is about leaves revealing colors they've hidden all year. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, well, that's pretty good. And I sat there for a minute and then it was just like out of the blue. I thought about it and I thought, yeah, I kind of like people. Um, and <laughs> so I typed that down yeah. and it, it, it was insane how well it did that day. Mm. Um, I'd wrote something I'd wrote, you know, at like six fifty, <laughs> and, you know, like when I posted it, you know, a couple hours later, um, yeah, I got thousands of likes and it was shared here, there. And then the, the next day or the next day, um, I saw it on, you know, they featured it on word porn, which is a site that I'd followed forever on Facebook. Mm. Um, huge site. And that was like a first, first time anything like that had ever happened to me. And it was someone quoting me and using my words. Oh. Um, and all that started out of nothing. Out of just, a 10 minute rush of yeah, a word sitting thing. down at the typewriter with nothing. So and, you're kind of like, you're kind of like, uh, October yourself right now, all these things you had inside of you are being revealed to everybody. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I was wondering, I was thinking about this. How has this changed your life? You know, like, I mean, I think it's magic that it just started in a very dark part of your life. That door opened of writing. That's kind of magic right there. But how has it changed your life? Well, it's changed it, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, when I first started my page and it started to grow on Facebook, I had, um, you know, different writer friends that, um, would ask me, why don't you have a book out? Why don't, and I never, you know, send anything off to, uh, you know, submit anything or, you know, try to. And I, I felt like when I was good enough and it it was something I put out of my head, I'm just doing what I do every day. And Mm -hmm. if it's good enough, someone will come to me and I'm okay if they don't. Um, and that's what I did. I was just in that mindset for, you know, like a year and a half and, um, of just writing words. And then it was right around Thanksgiving, uh, this past year, 2016. Um, I got a call from, uh, yeah, from a publisher and, uh, we had a conference call a couple nights and they ended up offering me a contract, um, and wanting to do a book. And 
And until that point, I had never seriously, even though it had grown like it had, I had never really seriously considered um, that this may be, you know, an alternate thing to do as far as, um, Mm -hmm. you know, one day for um, for a living. Um, And I'm still, you know, open to to whatever. I mean, it 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 may not work out like that, I guess. what I take from all of it is, is I, um, I was a mechanic for 20 years. I wasn't interested in writing whatsoever. I didn't have any interest in poetry. I, you know, divorced at 41. Um, and that tends to make you feel like you're starting all over and you feel like, where do I go from here? And I guess where I'm going with all this is it's funny what can happen when you don't really put too, too much plans on, on one particular thing and you just let life take you where it's Mm going to take you and you listen to that and you follow that. And I guess that's where I'm at right now is I don't, I don't really know where it's going, but, um, I like what I do and I, I do it, you know, because it's something I enjoy and, and to read different, you know, messages or notes that I get about, um, you know, how it something moved them or mm-hmm. it brought tears to their eyes or, um, or how it helped them through a difficult spot. Um, yeah. And that's to, to have that kind of power to, to, to make people feel something um, that's incredible and humbling. I think it's such a beautiful story, especially, especially because you didn't even know this was in you, you know, that this just showed up. It just, you just showed up and you, and you listened to it. You went, Oh, that feels good to write that. And Oh, maybe I'll write more of those. And I also like the idea that you're leaving this beautiful legacy of thoughts and feelings for your children. You know? Yeah, yeah. I've got two daughters, and uh, yeah, and there's there's a certain immortality right. um, that's attached to it. That um, you know, it's something. I've got a book that is going to be coming out, uh, hopefully in the next month or so, and um, that's something that they can, you know, that they can uh, have in their house. You know, mm-hmm. that they can they can carry around with them that. Um, when they have kids of their own, mm-hmm. um, you know, they can, they can tell them, yeah, this is your, mm-hmm. your granddad. Well, and so, especially yeah. because it's, you know, it's really all of these, so this is coming from within you or, or it's stream of consciousness, however you want to look at it, but it's not like you're making up fiction, which is also a very reputable way to write. I'm not, I'm not judging, but, and also the ripple effect. I mean, when you touch somebody's life, their day is different and how they impact their immediate world is different. And that just keeps like rippling out. So anytime we can do something that uplifts people one by one by one by one um, creates that effect, which is a beautiful thing as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I was wondering if there's anything new that you're interested in besides um, mountain biking, guns, writing poetry, and (laughs) 
all the other things we talked about today? Um, no, I mean, I'm, you know, writing has consumed a lot more of my life, but, uh, by and large, I'm, I'm the same guy that I was two years ago in that this, the same things I liked then, uh, still interest me. And, mm-hmm. um, matter of fact, today going to the gun range, that was the first time, um, I got to thinking about it. That's the first time that I've shot my pistol since I started writing. And, uh, and I forgot it was like, how, how can you forget how fun that was? And, <laughs> um, but it's just, it, it's been something that has consumed, uh, a lot of when it started to take off, I just, I poured, you know, everything I had into it. And that was my focus. And, um, and now, it's almost kind of rediscovering those things that, um, you know, that I love that mm-hmm. I've kind of put on, on pause for a bit. Mm-hmm. I get that. So when your, your book comes out in about a month, will there be, what will that be like? What, what's a book launch like? This is new for me. So will you be on a tour at all? Will you be doing some signing? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, okay. to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know that there's going to be anything, um, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It, um, most likely it'll be online only. Okay. Um, if the, if the sales are pretty strong, then that's because when it's a new, you know, a new artist, uh, a lot of times, um, you know, the bookstores, they want to see some numbers before they're going to commit to buy, gotcha. you know? Um, so, you know, it may be out for, um, couple months and then you know if the numbers are strong enough then yeah some bookstores might come in and want to pick it up and start selling it um i'm hoping it's not going to be my um not the uh the last book um almost certain it's not going to be the last book but um and i i really don't at this point I've really surprised myself at, at how calm I've been about it all. And I guess it's because I, I'm not really, you know, until you know something, you don't know anything. And right now, all I know is I've got a book coming out. What it does, well, I don't know that. And so, you know, I'm not downplaying it. I'm not um, letting my mind run away with it. Um, we'll see what happens. And that's just kind of. I guess, and that's, that's typically not like me. Um, I was going to say, t- <laughs> I admire your practicality cause I would be overthinking at times 10 billion. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I guess, you know, the thing uh, with it all is there again, that's not why I started doing this and that's not why I did it for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought about it a year ago when I was, um, you know, didn't have, wasn't talking to a publisher and didn't know if I ever would or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And I thought, you know, what if, you know, you, you know, are never published, you know, are you okay with that? And, and I thought about it and I thought, well, even if I don't ever make a dime off of it or I'm never published, just doing what I do, it's just, there's, there's something that I enjoy about that. And, and I think that's when your passion comes out and when it's something that you would do for free mm-hmm. just because you like to do it. Um, and when you do that, you can't really lose, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess that's yeah. the way I look at the whole right. book thing. Um, 
either way, I don't see how I can really lose, you know, whatever it turns out to be, I'm doing what I love. And to have my words actually put in a book is such a huge honor. And that in itself is, um, more than I ever really expected. Mm, That's beautiful. I think I've said beautiful a lot on this show, but really that's, uh, for the listeners, um, if you go out and well, you, you might have seen some of his online, but if you go out and look, it's that's exactly what you'll feel when you read when you read it. So, um, tell people where they can find you out there in the world. What's the name of your pages? Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, that's at uh, JM Storm Quotes, uh, and at Facebook, uh, I believe it's the same name, okay. JM Storm. Uh, quotes and um, I'm on Twitter that's at John Storm or J- at John J-O-N under slash Storm okay. um, yeah and there's a couple other places I'm not exactly sure Pinterest I think that's JM Storm quotes and okay. yeah do you have just a straight web page too no, not not as that's okay. As of yet, I just wonder. Yeah. I do think that is something that's that's going to be coming. Okay. Uh, I also do have an Etsy page that um, where I you know offer a few of the hand tied pieces. Um, um, the, they're not all the the pieces that I've got up there. I think I think I've got over two thousand, and mm-hmm. I think on the Etsy page there's only like fifty five. Only. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, and that started yeah. out, you know, um, more to satisfy, um, back over, you know, a year and a half ago, I started getting these comments. How can I buy this? Will you type this up for me? I'll mm. pay for it. And I wasn't ever sure how to do that. You know, how do you take someone's money, this, that, and the other. And it was just something I just kept putting off. And, um, and then just one day I happened to see, uh, yeah, another writer, you know, they, they'd posted something. They said this piece available at my Etsy shop. So I started investigating and it turns out to be a, uh, a really, um, uh, smooth way of, of doing mm-hmm. it. And so it's more of, you know, cause I'll get people message me and they'll say, I want this piece, but it's not on your Etsy page. And okay. I'll, I'll add it, you know. Gotcha. Um, it's more for people that want it. There it is. Um, you might yeah. regret saying that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get like 4,000 additional. Or, well, there's how many? 2,000. You get like 1,000 more people wanting them. No, I got Well, any, I have one. They're lovely. So people, if you want one, definitely go get one. They're lovely. Well, thank you. And, and you know, it's, um, you know, I, that kind of blew me away. I had uh, someone... I had at that time, I think it was 50 pieces up and she came on and bought one of all of them, Oh gosh! Um, which was, yeah, <laughs> that's a long day, $500 worth of wow. uh, Etsy pieces. And, um, yeah. And I, I, I think about that and I think, you know, I, I guess I'm still kind of in disbelief that, that, you know, people uh, appreciate my words mm. as much as they do, and um, but yeah, that was that was purely started just to uh, to satisfy um, you know that 
that need or that mm-hmm. demand for wanting um, their own personal type piece. And yeah. You know, it's so cool though, how all of these things have just happened um, by natural flow of life, right? Each yeah. thing just grew upon the next and then the next and then the next. And rather than having to have it all figured out up front that, oh, I'm going to start writing and I'm going to have a book. It was this, like all these things just sort of found their way. I think that um, for the listeners and even for me, it gives me um, that faith that just taking the steps, the next clear step in our path, whatever we're passionate about is enough, you know? Yeah, I think for me personally, what I can what I can tell you is I think I believe that there is a path um meant for you to take Mm -hmm. and we don't always listen to it or we ignore it or we you know we get on that path and then we want to set the you know the standards up uh, you know i need to be here by this date Mm -hmm. um and that was the thing is you know i started this and i really had no expectations I, i i can tell you on my facebook page when i started my goal was to re it was to gain a thousand followers in the first year mm-hmm. and in the first year I was at 20,000 on Facebook and, um, you know, same thing with, with, um, Instagram and all that. And, you know, like with a book, it was something that, yeah, if I'm honest, I did want that, but I didn't pin all my hopes on that. I, I, I felt like here's where you are. This is what you're good at. Keep doing what you're good at. And, you know, things have a way of, um, you know, working to your favor when, when, yeah, you do what you're good at and do what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. um, and don't put your, your own timetable on it. And the how, even the how, yeah. you know, I should point out, I think you mentioned this in our earlier conversation, you didn't do any self-promoting of your Facebook or Instagram, nor did you use any of the promotion tools available on either of those venues. No. It was um, all just like it just was its own grassroots. Yeah, and- because when I started my Facebook page um, and my Instagram page, you know, on Facebook, you can when you post something, someone can like your page and follow it and click to see it first. But mm-hmm. um Unless they're actively going to your page and either liking or commenting, it's going to kind of weed them. It's weed my page out of their newsfeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? What they try to do is to get you to pay to have it seen by more of your followers. Right. Um, and for me, that was something that was, I guess, more personal. In mm-hmm. that, I, I felt like. I'm not going to pay to have my words read. You know, if they're good enough, people will seek them out. And if they're not, I can accept that. If there's only a handful that want to read my words, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was more about I'm going to do my thing and whatever happens, happens. Um, and it was the same thing with a, a book publisher. I had, you know, several people ask me, why haven't you submitted something to a publisher? And it was – and I – to me, it was about when it's good enough, it'll happen. Um, and it, it may not be good enough. It may not happen. And that's okay, too. But, um, now you know, here you are. 
you know, what I'm, <laughs> what I'm doing every day, it seems to be working. And right. There was a lot of things that happened along the way, you know, either this famous celebrity shared a piece of mine or word porn used one of my, mm. uh, pieces or, you know, a bunch of different things that really didn't change anything in, you know, where I was at, but it was almost like, um, like they catapulted you know, it. They well, it was almost it. like little, you know, a whisper from the universe. Keep doing what you're oh, doing. You're doing the right better. thing. Right, right. And uh, yeah, it, it doesn't change anything, but you're heading in the right direction. Right. Keep doing this. And so that's what I did. I stayed faithful to that in that I put all the other things out of my head and just focus on doing this. And you get busy doing that and. Yeah. And that's, that's what happened. It just, it, it just took off. It's really the focus. I get, I totally get that. So it has been such an immense pleasure talking with you. Um, it was, it was such a surprise for me getting to know you that when we first had our getting prepped for the call, because, you know, when you read someone's words like that and you feel so, um, like, you know, them almost intimately because of the thoughts that you write down, and then you have a conversation with them. It's sort of sorting out the like what you piece together in your mind and who they are. And it's always that the person's better, which is the good thing. But um, it was it was really fun getting to know you. I feel like such a privilege to have you on the show and have people hear your story because it's really, really, I'll say it again, beautiful. Thank you, Jane. I, uh, I enjoyed it as well. And uh, yeah, I'm, I was uh, I was nervous, but I was honored uh, uh, when you asked me to uh, mm. to uh, share my story. Well, I think it was definitely the thing to do. And hopefully we'll have you back again at some point after, you know, you get to book the books out there and things are rolling along or maybe book two. And we'll talk about what happened in between there. All right. Sound sounds good? great. All right. Well, have yeah. a good night. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It was definitely enjoyable talking with John. He's such a calm kind of guy, but with so many words and great ways to put them together. To be honest, this episode I think I recorded over a month ago before I was getting it ready here to put up on the site. And it it amazes me how things sort of time out the way that they're supposed to. So the piece that I took away from his conversation that really kind of sat with me after listening back was the whole idea of just doing this thing because you love it and not worrying about what the goals are, how many followers, if you get a book published, or whatever the case may be. And when he started looking at it as work, he had to step away from it. But when he started remembering that it's what he loves to do, all of that creativity flowed back in. And I've been in that same spot here, I think, with this podcast, right? Because when I record a story with somebody, it's like a high. I mean, I love every second of it. And even putting it together for everyone to listen to is still enjoyable because I get to listen back and hear it again. But I was getting kind of all caught up in the, am I doing this fast enough? Am I, am I doing enough work? Are there more things I should be doing? Should I be on every possible social media site? All of those things. And it's part of the plan and it's part of the direction I'm going. But when I get away from this, which is listening and enjoying the conversation, that's when it becomes a problem. So I'm just going back to that and enjoying them. And I hope you are too. And I look forward to sharing the next story with you very soon, which will be two brothers who are a rap group from the UK who are absolutely delightful. 
I don't know if that's the word that they would love, but they are. So that's what's up next. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Glistening Particles.